Welcome everybody once again to the Low Key Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Aaron Lanton, and as always, I'm joined by Tim, well, with Tim Malloy and Keith Denny. And today we're going to be talking about Peacock's original series, Poker Face, uh, created by Ryan Johnson. And it is a story about Charlie, who is an ultra-talented woman who can know in anybody's line simply by looking at their face. And that talent of hers ends up getting her into a whole uh <laughs> get she opens up a whole can of worms with kind of the local mafioso uh at a casino and that's where our adventure begins so from this point on we will be doing full spoilers so if you haven't jumped into some of the series we recommend uh you check it out first mm-hmm. other than that we are going to be going head first into the details of the series so uh tim let's start with you what did you think of it i super dug it i really like the look of it i like the aesthetic of it i like how it's a little bit um laid back grimy like road trip america one of the last things my wife and i did before covid before it changed like our entire lives is drove almost the exact route that they talk about in the pilot episode of this series. Mm. Um, we went from, I guess at one point, Charlie is going from South Dakota to Cheyenne to Denver. And we did the opposite trip. We went like Denver to Cheyenne to South Dakota. That's and funny. It's like, it's just like cool, real America. Like things are a little older. I mean, like real America, when you say like Route 66 or like weird diners and grimy casinos and stuff like that, like just places that, forget about um and i don't know i like i like that stuff a lot we listened to a lot of bob seger on that road trip um (laughs) like we lived in the 70s yeah it was cool like i i don't know it's a it has a really good like time and place and then the basic hook of she can tell when anybody's lying is just such a good hook Mm -hmm. i love the idea of doing standalone series that's also kind of strung together by the mob chasing her like it's just enough plot not too much plot yeah, I really, I, I think it's my favorite thing Ryan Johnson's written, actually. Yeah, and it's a believable superpower, which mm-hmm. hard to come around. I mean, like sometimes you get something like, here's a super strong guy, uh, but you know, I don't know, even though like Arnold Schwarzenegger can't lift a chair out of a car, you know, it looks fun, <laughs> but you know, I know we can't actually do that. Um, but, but something like this is believable. Oh, sorry, go ahead, Keith. No, I was going to say, also, her powers kind of fit in with the narrative, right? Like yes. her being a, a, a gambler herself right so is that kind of one of the things that tied you into really liking how ryan johnson put this together tim is that what you were kind of referencing yeah i don't know where he's even where he came up with this idea like i i, I have no idea where you think of something like this because it's like it's just places that hollywood doesn't spend a lot of time on mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. just like sort of forgotten forgotten corners of of america which i know sounds a little cliched because everybody says that they're doing that but to get inside this casino that isn't the fanciest casino that isn't a total dive. It's just like a mid tier casino that, you know, probably has some stories and to like Mm -hmm. see how the secret elevator works and stuff like that. It's just so much fun. And then the second episode, which I know we were only going to watch one episode, but the second episode has like the community of these three truck stop, um, like, you know, quick hit places, a gas station, uh, a subway, and the mechanic. And every time you drive through one of those towns, you're like, huh, I wonder what it's like to live here. And mm-hmm. it just sort of takes you like, yeah, this is what it's like. These are the politics. These are the interpersonal relationships. Um, this guy has a crush on this girl. This guy's his rival. 
<laughs> yeah. It's just really cool. It's just like cool to get to that stuff that you might only see from speeding by at 80 miles an hour. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, uh, what about you, Keith? What did you think of the series? Um, the first thing that comes to mind, and I think it's something I may have said before, and I probably said this about Knives Out, but I feel like he makes these movies that's like that, um, man, they don't make movies like this no more type of thing. Like, mm, well, they, I agree with well, that. They, this is something that it feels nostalgic, but also brand new at the same time. Like I always say, like, I really love Looper because of that. Like, I don't know any other sci-fi film that's like that, that's like Looper, right? But then, but then I also know movies that remind me of Looper, like Blade Runner, for example. Right. Mm-hmm. And 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 he does that with the sci-fi and then with the mystery he does, you know, with, with knives out and even with, with poker face, it's one of those things where it's like, man, this just feels like so familiar, but also fresh at the same time. Because mm-hmm. I'm watching that, I'm thinking about Columbo and Murder She Wrote and stuff like that. And it's and it's weird because those movies to me also felt like very um I don't know if the word old timey. It's like those, like you sit up with your grandma type of shows, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> and and and, and, and to a sense, even though those shows were like they kind of dealt with serious subject matters in a sense, right? Like even it, I don't know why it kind of reminded me of even in the heat of the night. Right? I knew you about to say. I, yeah, yeah, I knew you about to say. Those, that. Are, those <laughs> are like those type. Those are like I'm up with my grandma, like watching shit type show yeah right? and and those people aren't city they're not city people you know what i mean yeah and I, it's something about it that's even in the midst of the violence it's in a weird way kind of comfy to watch <laughs> yeah like it like, like it makes me want to sit down with a cup of cocoa and watch this show and just be and just be into this like whole mystery and like you know because because i always i don't know why when i watch mystery stuff i'd be feeling like I, as the audience, shouldn't know who the killer is, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I feel like if I know who the killer is, it just ruins everything. But that's not the case, especially not with this, where we know how it happened, but then it goes down to how does Charlie figure it out? And not only how does Charlie figure it out, how does she um, resolve the situation? And how does the antagonist get his comeuppance? Because we know well, it. Well, not just that. It's like Charlie is so she's one of them people who's so smart she gotta let you know she know yeah but that and, and that that was the thing the whole time i'm like man you would think as a gambler you would know not to show people your hands so much because <laughs> she consistently does it right but she she wants them to there's something about letting them know that she knows right. that's very powerful because the thing is they have to resort to violence like they can't outwit her so they have to resort to violence once they've been out, you know, outsmarted. You know, I think there's something interesting yeah. about. First off, I mean, like, is a formula like for the show, like that's just kind of how it would do. But there is something funny about like, because these dudes aren't like, oh, this, this this fucking bitch, like you know, and a lot of things like that to be like, it, it not only like it's like the anger of at, of being outwitted turns into like this real sexist anger, you know what I mean? But they were just like. <laughs> Oh fuck you! Like it wasn't even like on that kind of stuff, which unfortunately for some reason is a little rare. <laughs> a lot of things like this, um, but isn't really present here the same way. I don't know. It, it's it's kind of like 
she figured out. Of course, she figured out. She's so like everybody knows how brilliant she is. Like they're not even like they're not even surprised she figured it out. In fact, like the bodyguards even like, dude, <laughs> she knows. And he's like, no, she don't know. He's like, she knows, and we should we should stop. She definitely knows, and she might even let it go if we stop acting like we don't know and kind of disrespecting the dead right here <laughs> or something like, but I don't know, maybe, maybe we should figure a way to kind of make this right. Cause this job isn't going to work. Oh, you're, you're calling the shots. Fine. Fine. I'll do what I got to do. Yeah. yeah. I also, I know this is, this doesn't really have anything to do with the narrative or anything like that, but I really do appreciate shows that don't like come out with every episode. Like, like where you have mm-hmm. to wait at least a week to get an episode, it's something that's so it feels so good about that. Just to, I, I like just to not have to, so that that burns your soul <laughs> that you can't like, watch. Know, it, just, it just feels so good to be able to like not have to feel like you have to binge something like like yeah. that. Not having the option oh, to like, go from one episode to another episode. Like you can literally be like, "Damn, that was a good episode." Now let's go to sleep. And, and, and they have like an anticipation, like, oh man, I can't wait until you know whatever right. day. And then because you watch you, you watching Netflix and you watching a good show, the moment that joint ends, boom, the next episode comes up. So so your mind is like turned on to be like, oh, let's just see what happens because it's gonna end on a cliffhanger. Mm-hmm. In this situation, we end it like that one episode is perfect. Like I always tell my wife, like I think the best shows, every episode feels like. A, a standalone story like it should be mm-hmm. so like good. a chapter in a larger story right but but even if like like put it this way if i was to come into it and i was just to see that episode i can sit there and i can walk away from it like damn that was a good story you know no matter where i came in into it right mm-hmm. you might be a little lost because you might not know every character and stuff but a real well-written show you can come in at any time and be like damn that told a story in that episode and poker face does it like perfectly especially because i guess it's more um serialized i guess in a sense where we have like a different mystery each episode what do you mean episodic well it's got this serious serial storyline running through it but it's like new new crime every week kind yeah of new crime yeah 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 just it, it does have that one thing that connects it i guess the um the i guess they're mafia guys that's i'm not of, sure exactly that's why i kind of was like mafia so i'm not really certain because they definitely got some um they give me organized crime vibes but um yeah mm-hmm. no 100 it's ron so, perlman we talked about i was gonna say yeah that's ron perlman so <laughs> yeah at some point we meet him so we know that we have that to look forward to whether it's in the season finale or next season or whatever mm-hmm. which is cool i kept what? saying i know that voice i know that voice <laughs> yeah i like that structure for a show a lot where there's something uh, the 18 kind of had it too where it's like someday the feds might catch him but in the meantime they're going to solve a new mystery every week not solve mystery but help some worthy people who can't <laughs> right. pay every week and they sound like they ride around the mystery machine. <laughs> yeah, they had a different van. Yeah. <laughs> Why they never did Scooby Doo like that? Why Ryan Johnson could do a Scooby Doo series, and I bet that would be so good. <laughs> you know what? I was about to make a Velma joke, but I'm not gonna go there. The show's terrible. Oh, that show is hot garbage, and yeah. it's like, and I would never say something just that. <laughs> We we ain't got all right. That's that's enough thrashing that show. But yeah, no, no. But I don't understand. 
Okay, just real quick. I just don't <laughs> understand how you can go out your way to make something so bad. Like, that is, in a sense, and I'm not saying that just because I'm a, a Scooby-Doo enthusiast. Like, I like Scooby-Doo. I'm not in love. I'm a Scooby-Doo enthusiast here. I, 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 can, I can live with you kind of, you know, changing stuff about characters. <laughs> but there has to be a limit. Like, there has, that, that's a little too far. Because I think Scooby-Doo on its own works. Right. They don't even have Scooby in the show, so you know. yeah, but you, but you get what I'm saying, like it's, yeah, I know the, I know. the concept of Scooby Doo by itself shouldn't fail so bad, like you know. What I'm but saying? It's, like, it's not a Scooby show, anyway. I haven't, I haven't seen it, but is Scooby in Velma? No, not at all. No, he's not even in no, not, not even a little bit. I don't okay. recommend. Look, in the first ten seconds, there were roaches crawling. I don't really recommend watching this show. Not, there's no chance. There's yeah, yeah. I just it's don't. I think it's not a knock on the show. It's just like I don't have time for this. I'm yeah. good. All right, let's not thrash Velman. Look, me and Keith <laughs> did not talk about this ahead of time. Apparently, we both had the same experience. But back to I'm not, I'm not thrashing. I'm just. I just don't know how how a person it's, how that happens. It's, <laughs> that's it's not for me. Like that's it's okay. Good I, Godspeed, Velma. I just I have I've never in my life been like I wonder what Velma. I don't even really like Scooby Doo, so I've never been like I wonder what Velma's all about. And Man. if you were like, this is the best show ever made, like you have to watch this, I probably still wouldn't watch it. I just, there's almost nothing that could make this compelling for me. Right. Well, well <laughs> so you, you've, you've saved yourself some drama. So if, if they're like, we're doing a Flintstones spinoff and it's all about Barney, I'd be like, yeah, no, there's nothing. There's a Jetsons thing about the robot made. I don't, or Mr. Sprockets oh. or whatever. I just don't care. You should definitely read the Flintstones comic book that came out a couple of years ago. It's so good. It's really? So good. Yeah. yeah, man. They they did a lot of those Hanna Barbera and and IDWs things like where it was. Um, they they had they had a, some great comics with Scooby too. Um, I remember there was a Batman and Elmer Fudd, right? Yeah, I got that. I actually yeah, is that good? We are way too far from Poker Face. We'll come back to that stuff. But yeah, that, that's. Stuff, I do recommend looking at it. It does um, go back to like that our culture end in the seventies or something because like all this stuff. What's that's what I was about to mention too. Like it's actually funny, yeah, y'all mentioned that though because like it, you do all these ties back to this stuff. We talk about how it feels nostalgic and both new at the same time. The the thing that one of the things I enjoy so much about the show was just uh, Charlie's um, complete lack of fucks. Like mm-hmm. when she goes out in public, she's just like, eh. I don't yeah. care what I look like. You know, she claims, <laughs> and I don't, I don't think of her as a liar in the show so far or, or an unreliable narrator yet, uh, but she claims to have been rich before. Mm-hmm. You know, who knows how she lost all of that, given her talent, but it was probably just trusting the wrong people, and so now she's reclusive, and, you know, I don't, I don't know if she always has that thing she feels like every time I get close to somebody, they die kind of thing or some bad <laughs> but you know it's it's like one of the things where there's never good trouble it's just trouble trouble yeah you know, you're near like some bad's gonna happen to you don't don't go near her she's an awesome know. character she's awesome like, yeah I agree. she's always drinking they never mention it they're never like you should slow down whatever <laughs> uh, <laughs> like she, if she stopped herself she's like i need coffee i need to think <laughs> yeah she's like i don't she need to think. Like her look is awesome. It's like she has no age. It's like she has no 
you don't know what her sexuality is. It, like, I don't know if it's going to come up, but like, you really have no idea. Like, you just don't know her. Ba- has she been married? Does she have an ex? Like, yeah, I mean, most shows by now, she's banged at least three people. Like, if you're even going to do like the, the, the person who wrote the normally be like, oh man, she's, she's doubted it. Like, have some. Like, maybe she's got to go home to somebody who's already waiting to have sex with her, and then, like, maybe she goes and has sex with her. Like, these people normally, they, like, have, like, these sort of attitudes. Like, they just make them very sexualized, and, like, they're all, like, part of their losing themselves and, like, whatever kind of trouble they got is, like, not just being drunk, but, like, being kind of, like, sloppy about it, too. Mm-hmm. You know, and they don't just live by themselves like they normally, like, have, like, the shittiest situation. She wakes up happy every morning with her little place, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that yeah, bed looks real comfortable, actually. It's super nice. <laughs> Man, she be getting like those are comfortable too. Those like yeah. boots and the sweater, Jesus. Yeah, like I mean, I I kind of could respect that also. Like like kind of walking away from the like because I was thinking like, damn, if I had that that ability, shoot, I would just constantly go from casino to casino. But she did that. Like I like that they explained that that she already went through that. She went through that life. She found like it was not worth it. And she actually appreciates the life that she had. She appreciates even when she thought she was getting fired, she was just like, Yeah, I'll just go get another job. Like, and yeah. I, I was like, that, that's a that's that's a very it's something very zen about her character, I guess the best way I can explain it, and, and just how she approaches things and approaches life and stuff that I think that makes her that that like um very likable, very lovable character. And also yeah, to your totally. point, Aaron, it, it is good that they didn't go that route of just making her like this hypersexualized character, you know, and just kind of go too far with that. I like that the mi- part of the mystery is the mystery of Charlie, you know, mm-hmm. and hopefully some of that gets revealed, you know, slowly to us later on. Or probably we go a whole season and it's never really revealed. And I'm also fine with that in the same yeah. way as that, like, um, the protagonist in Knives Out, we really don't know much about him. We just know he's a genius detective, right? And then and, and he's he's a likable enough character the same way that she is, but then it's also the characters that's around her that, you know, that she's going to come across on her journeys and all these different mysteries that's going to really make it pop and really make every, I guess, single episode really interesting in its own right, so... I don't know. It seems like a very exciting show. I'm really down for the whole idea. I'm just completely on board, honestly. Yeah, it's a really easy watch. It's never like... There's shows that I like, but I don't necessarily enjoy watching them because I'm like, oh my god, what's going to happen? Like, Better Call Saul was like so tense. I was like, oh my god, like who's going <laughs> to die this one? I, like, this isn't, this isn't pleasurable. Like, it's excellent, but it isn't like... It isn't relaxing and Right, right. House of the Dragon has that too, where I'm like, oh, I know this is good, but ah, I'm like anxious watching it. And then there's things that are just kind of boring where you're like forcing yourself to watch it. I know this mm-hmm. is quality, but also I kind of have to work here. And this is like a very nice medium of just it's good, it's challenging enough. It's not it's not upsetting. <laughs> what I like about it, Ryan Johnson too is like he was like, I'm gonna set up a mystery, but I'm not gonna try to trick you though. Yeah, that is pretty like, like whatever's happening, if you're if you're paying attention you should be able to solve it It, like if you if you happen to catch the right clue and they show the clue so early like i mean and same thing with knives out like especially like the the glass onion he shows you the clue so early you're like oh no that can't be it but like it's totally it's exactly what the fuck it looks like but you're just doubting yourself the whole time and then this they they show you the stuff so early like 
what's well obviously like you know what the mystery is but as far as like with charlie it's like even if you didn't know how you got there you're like oh charlie just pick this up oh just notice this just notice this like you, you're like like almost like you almost like want to give her the clues while you're watching you know i super I love from a so screenwriting standpoint, standpoint how well they set things up like knowing the combination uh of the locker how much time they spend on the metal detector and you know that's going to come up again and there's like a point when you're watching it when she's trying to like she's trying to figure out what the iPad combination is, and you can look at whoever you're watching with and go like, that one lady knows the locker combination. Like, yeah, you could just have enough pieces to figure it out, um, yeah. like a second ahead <laughs> and feel smart. <laughs> yeah, it's it's really, I don't know. I, I think that you know, for some people, shows like this aren't as thrilling because you kind of know the answer already but i think in some ways that kind of what makes it fun just figuring out how she gets there and maybe there'll be opportunities where she doesn't figure it out or it's too late for her to figure out because the thing that that is the consequence if you don't figure it out already happens or something like on some watchman stuff i, I also like how her ability to tell that someone is lying isn't used almost like as a it's like a crutch it's a plot device but it's not to a point where she can figure out everything just because of that if that makes sense somebody will be smart enough where they won't give it away and well, really it was kind of fascinating because even in the first episode it takes a while for slip-ups to occur yeah well you know so um adrian brody's character right i can't think of his name off back but he he knew not to lie around her like mm -hmm. the, i don't think he lied around her one time like he just would in some type of way at Sterling, that was nice. Sterling yeah, uh -huh. Like he would like rephrase something so that he wouldn't make himself lie. Yes, yes. I, and yeah, it was pretty interesting. And so the only that. person like, that she caught where, where he she didn't catch him lying, the thing where she caught him telling the truth was Cliff. Mm -hmm, yeah. If the boyfriend came back to the casino. Yeah, that's what I'm about so, to say. That was the one. Yeah. That was the one. But that was that was so cool to me because it could have just been written lazily, I guess. No, but the, but the, the reason, but the reason it was so cool was that question had already been asked, but mm -hmm. it was asked earlier to Sterling Jr. and it wasn't a lie; he didn't come back. You right. know, but when you answer that same question the same way with some different information involved, now that truth telling becomes the missing piece mm -hmm. to confirming what you already felt like you knew so it's pretty cool like i think that's a very clever thing that was done and i, I think people do appreciate that i mean it's, it's got some pretty high uh, approval ratings um you know from people on you know critic things and and um just kind of know people giving their reviews like i think it's really hit the mark of people and and i'm glad i, I I think it's really neat when shows like this it don't have gigantic budgets and you know just like over the top marketing where they're like you know oh here are our stars these big, like we got well really this movie this movie this TV series does have a lot of stars but it's kind oh, of yeah. like understated like every episode is gonna have somebody you recognize who's a pretty big name. I feel like the show might be really expensive because they don't have any really locked in locations. Like they can't go like, oh, use the headquarters set again. It seems like they're gonna move every single episode, which is well, kind of crazy. Well, you, even what well, that's well, the way it's expensive is a little understated. Like it's on providing, you know, kind of like the environment, like you're talking about. Um, 
and all of them do have to be unique because you're going to different kinds of places around the country, you know, and, and, you know, within the show that have to at least reflect some way in, in where you are. Um, but I guess what I mean is the show, like they're letting him with a lot of money, try some stuff, yeah. but it still gives you an opportunity to have like these really intimate things that you don't normally get in stuff that has big budgets, if that makes sense. Yeah. That make, that's what makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Like- because it is these like small places that you know don't get a lot of news coverage and things like that. These crimes might go unsolved if not for her. Mm-hmm. You know, like oh. the when Sterling just basically owns the cops, he could <laughs> disappear with no problem. Normally, that was crazy though. Yeah, and the oh, I love all the people she emails. That was like, so funny. The yeah. sheriff, FBI, <laughs> FBI.gov, CIA, CIA.gov. Oprah at Oprah.com. <laughs> I just had to. That was silly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm sure they've gotten things like that, and then they report them to authorities, and then that's probably as far as they go, because who wants to be the producer on a TV show that's like, all right, we're in the middle of this investigation? Yeah. But, uh, we're handing that over. I feel like there's just a lot of there's a lot of TV shows that are built around as soon as like a bike is stolen, the CSI task force swings into action to solve the crime and dust everything for fingerprints. And in real life, it's just like, yeah, we got a lot of cases. <laughs> if only CSI Las Vegas was around when Pac was shot. <laughs> right, exactly. They haven't, they haven't figured that one out. <laughs> yeah. We need to put them in a portal and get them back over. Figure this whole thing out for us. <laughs> But yeah, I don't know. I think it's it's really cool seeing, like you said, this believable superpower with a likable protagonist. It's not overly sexualized. It's just like really cool and and making powerful and, and dangerous people feel vulnerable. Like I think that's just really interesting. So, yeah. um, any other thoughts on on the show before we start wrapping things up? Um, I definitely like the lead a lot. Um, Make sure I'm saying that Natasha Leon. Mm-hmm. Um, I oh, yeah, she crushed her. it. Yeah, I enjoyed her in Orange Is New Black, and I really, really um, liked the first season of Russian Doll. And oh, I, I still need to watch that. Yeah, that is. My wife said that too. She was like, "Is that her?" I'm like, "I think so." We could. We, you know what? We never finished the second season, but the first season was definitely solid. And um, and I, and I don't know why we didn't finish the second season, but um. And she also played in DC um, League of Super Pets, which me and my wife really like that. Which pet is she? I think she's the turtle, the one that person <laughs> sometimes. Yeah, I think the parents watch the movie with the kids. That's funny. Like, why would the the it was it was so funny when the turtle cursed because you never see it. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's hilarious. But, yeah, that that movie is kind of funny to me. Um, but yeah, just want just wanted to give her. Rose as well. <laughs> nah, definitely, definitely. Uh, what about you, Tim? Any anything in the close? Um, no. Uh, I just thought it was great. Honestly, I I love that we all like just like a show. Like it's not like there's there's nothing there's nothing to like debate about it. Really, it's just like a it's just like nice to have a refreshing, pleasant watch. You know, without like um. You mean after you people? Oh man, oh man, yeah. 
that debate, I, like that thing came out three weeks ago and people are still finding new stuff to talk about with it. Like, it's insane how much that has, how much dialogue that has generated. The CGI kiss is the funniest thing yeah, I've seen Yeah, that is really funny. Oh, <laughs> my goodness. You know, cause did y'all see the CGI scene in the basketball, on the basketball court? That was a CGI backdrop behind on Eddie I, I chose not to talk about it because it kind of pissed me off because I had to use that scene, but yeah, whatever. All right, we ain't got to talk about the movie. Yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah we, 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 in order to find something to complain about, we had to talk about the stuff that's not poker face. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, but it's, it's nice to have a show that isn't like, this show is epic and important, um, <laughs> but also is like very pleasant and well done. Like, yeah, it, isn't like, if this child doesn't get the amulet, the world will be destroyed. Like there's no, the stakes aren't that yeah, high. And, and there's also not like, well, because okay, I was gonna say there's no social message in it. There's domestic abuse, but like it's kind of like the way I don't know. Like the show is, it's like it's bringing stuff up, and and it's like it's cool. It has like a thing it wants to say, but it's not like banging you over the head with it. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Like that. That's just hard to do. Like I know, I know. Like that. That sounds like oh, how, why would it be so hard to do? Like people don't do it well all the time. So like it must be really hard. I'm not. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm not uh i don't see many people just kind of bring oh here's the thing we want to talk about all right cool like and and this impacts and and has like a theme of things happening but like it's not we're not just gonna bang you over the head with it over and over but it's present if you want to engage with the idea and i just it, it's i don't know man i just got a lot of praise for this show I, I think it's really great i think if you have not uh been looking at it definitely check it out i think it's definitely worth looking through the whole season because I, I wasn't sure if I was gonna watch the whole thing, but now I'm like, yeah, I got I got to see what every place looks like and what adventures we're gonna be going on and ultimately what happens with Charlie. Like I, you know, whatever his story is, I like to see it wherever it's gonna go. So we've been watching on Peacock with ads, and I think I'm gonna sign up for ad free Peacock. I think I'm gonna do it. Yeah, it's I got some decent shows on there. Show ends. Hey, but you, but but to watch, um, hold on, to watch Peacock. I mean, it's about. To watch Poker Face, you gotta sign up, right? Yeah, well, if you want, my wife do... has like low tier Peacock or something. Like, I think she has oh, some adverse ad supported Peacock. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, I got that too right now still. Uh, Does it cost anything? Is that free or? It's like five bucks for the ad version. I, I think I don't know. I'm, if I'm so look, okay. So let let me guide y'all through a little bit. You can watch some Bel Air. That's good. Okay. Uh, this really uh, Salty Goldman. That's a great show. Okay. Um, it's based about this dude, this regular dude who is married to this woman, and he like thinks she's telling a lie about something, and then just a gigantic rabbit hole starts. We did. Watch, you know, I won't say okay. more about it. Um, Amber Ruffin show. That's a good show. Okay. Yeah. Every, she's every, yeah. She's like, um, you know, so, you know, she's uh, Seth Meyers. Yeah. Show. She was. She was. Um, she did segments on that. She was good. Yeah. She's kind of uh, doing her own thing. It's kind of like a John Oliver type show. It's once a week uh, on Friday. It's pretty good. I like it. Um, what were you about to say, Keith? Sorry about that. I was gonna say Chucky's on there too. Oh, oh shit! Why didn't know Chucky was on there? Okay. Yeah, okay. We watched the first season of Chucky. It's two seasons now. I don't know why. Now that is definitely like low low stakes, like stupid but very enjoyable show. Oh my god! I'm not really gonna watch Chucky. This is that, that, and it's and it's like the the Chucky multiverse. It's like pretty much <laughs> like every it's it's the oh, part of Chucky shows. Like it's literally every Chucky movie and every. Like anybody that you've seen in Chucky, they show up if they still alive, and it's and it's pretty it's pretty badass. I like it. it, it wow, man. It okay, okay. 
and, and Chucky is like unadulterated Chucky Chucky. Like <laughs> this sounds so crazy. I can't believe they even did this show. And it was funny because I, I was at a fighting game tournament and they were uh <laughs> they were advertising for the show. He like really <laughs> like he killing a lot of people. Like y'all gotta check that John out. Like I not not because he's uh, killing a lot of people, but I'm just saying, like if, I mean that is what you chose to if you're slightly <laughs> a, if you're slightly a fan of Chucky. This is like day-day <laughs> Chucky. Oh, all right. Well, this isn't the bride of Chucky. Chucky, even Poker though Face fan recommends Chucky, and that that should be the title. Even uh, in it, you know, it's it's good though. Um, all right, that. Uh, well, before we uh, close up shop for good, Keith, where can people find us on the socials? On Instagram at the Low Key Pod. All righty, and Tim, uh, anything uh, interesting to share this week? No, we're just hard at work getting out another magazine. Um, so update soon on the the state of Movie Maker magazine. I talked to a very cool actor today who will be on our next cover. Very exciting. And the the current one has Michael B. Jordan in a really great cover story. That yeah. is his directorial debut with Creed Three. Uh, when does Creed Three come? I need to go figure out. It's so like we got almost exactly a month. I think it's March. Yeah, yeah. I see. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's a uh, middle in the next month. So we gotta watch Creed. We gotta watch Ant Man soon. So that'll be a couple weeks from now because it comes out the next Friday. Yeah. Uh, we we'll have to figure out what we're doing next. But there's some good stuff coming out. 2023 is a good year, I think. Me too. Yeah, especially early 2023. A lot of stuff. Yeah. So I was fine experimenting with stuff like you people, but we do not have to. That we that we will not have many moments like that this year, which is great. It, it was it was still fun. <laughs> we got Megan in the first week of twenty twenty three. That was year. so cool. Ah, uh, yeah. So it, it's this is gonna be a good year, man. I'm excited. So uh, keep joining up, join up, like joining us <laughs> uh, every week as we go through different TV and movies. Um, but we appreciate you being here. Tell a friend, and we'll see y'all next week. Peace. Peace. Peace.